0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of YKG and Bloom. My name is Tracy Martins. Today I have with me Nicole Harris and Karina Biaki. Now, Nicole Harris is the photographer and owner of Nicole Harris Photography. And Karina Biaki is the co-owner of Orleza Farms, the microgreen farm in Kingsville. Nicole, Karina, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Now, Nicole, you
1: do all types of photography, correct? I do. Um, my main niche is uh, intimate weddings, small intimate weddings, families. So any kind of storytelling types of sessions. So I, I will do maternity, families, any kind of like grandparent sessions, portraits of all sort, but in a more casual, loose kind of vibe. I I, I just really like people to be themselves and their natural environments or wherever we are, sort of let their inhibitions go and and shoot as I, as I see and how I feel. Starting this past September, I began working on some storytelling branding and I hopped onto that because I wanted to figure out a way that I could, as I went full time with my photography, how I could continue professionally doing something that would sustain me throughout the year and not be like a seasonal type of scenario scenario and I've always had a passion for small businesses Mm -hmm. and the stories behind them. I find myself intrigued by that naturally. So I just kind of found a client that I could reach out to as a beta client, who my ideal client was, and then it just kind of took off from there.
0: And I think that's why your photography resonates so much with me. Catching people in their element Mm -hmm. as if they don't even realize that the camera is there is where you get your true emotion.
1: And I just love that type of photography. When I was working full time and had my little girl, I wasn't able to take on as many weddings as I wanted to Mm -hmm. back in the day. So I started second shooting for other photographers and I've been doing that for, I want to say 14 years now. And I never realized until I started doing that how much I love being behind the scenes and not doing anything forcefully and trying to see what I'm photographing differently than what maybe the primary photographer would be. Mm -hmm. So it's forced me to become more artistic, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, I just wanted that to transition in everything that I shoot and follow what, you know, Mm -hmm. What yeah. my heart tells me to, I guess you could say. Yeah.
0: I know. That's what I always say. Uh, let's just get the shots that we have to get done. Yeah. And then forget the cameras here. Yeah. And have fun. Mm-hmm. Now, Karina, tell, tell me about Ortalee's of because I love... Microgreens.
2: Oh, you do. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> so I don't need to convince you. Um, so, Hortaleza Farms is a microgreen farm, as you mm-hmm. describe. We're kind of a different business model from a farming perspective. We were the, we are the first of its kind in Canada. Mm-hmm. So we opened a vertical farm that is located our kind of prototype location, first location. It's um, set in Kingsville, downtown Kingsville, and it has a storefront. So it's a farm that it's in a retail or commercial space. And it's vertical farming, which means it's indoor and 100% controlled environment agriculture. And we do specialize in growing uh, microgreens. So that's exactly what we do. Now, when you do Mm
0: microgreens, is that different seeds than say your regular plants or is it the same seeds and you're That's just
2: great, pulling it out first? great question. And in one of the like most frequent question, um, a lot of people assume they're different plants. They are not, um, they are vegetables and herbs. A lot of them that we're already familiar with, but we usually consume those, uh, vegetables or herbs at a different life stage. Uh, we do grow a lot of varieties that people are not familiar with. For now, we've been growing 65 varieties, we'll probably keep growing that number, but they are not different plants. We just harvest them at a different stage of the plant's life cycle. Now, just remember that people, if
0: you do buy seeds, because looking at those catalogs, I've noticed that they will sell packets that are for microgreens, which are, it would basically just be the same
2: thing. The reason why uh, seed suppliers differentiate that as you'll probably notice is the quantity of seeds in those packs. Um let's say you are you grow do you grow commercial layer for yourself? I as a gardener. You know what?
0: I used to work in uh horticulture. Mm-hmm. I in numerous greenhouses, and then over COVID, I started uh, basically a grow-up in my basement.
2: So you probably noticed that, so the difference is, let's say we're in a region that a lot of people now are gardening, right? Mm. So let's say you are planting um, kale or lettuce, or even if you grow you have work in a greenhouse tomato plant. It's one seed. Yes, one mm-hmm. that is going to become the head of lettuce or uh, the head of kale. When we grow even a tray of microgreens that Mm -hmm. you've taken photos of, Mm -hmm. it's hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. So the inventory that we carry like for seeds, it would would probably like be enough for like Mm -hmm. very large footprint in terms of greenhouse because it's the density, right? Mm -hmm. And we have thousands of seeds in one tray. So, the way those, when you see in the catalogs, you have mm-hmm. different, they separate. It's not because this is a different plant necessarily, but it's because they have to kind of price differently, right? Because when, you, even if you're growing not commercially, you have to buy like a five pound, mm-hmm, right, yeah. of uh, kale instead of right. 10 seeds that are going to turn into those, you know, the big leaves Mm -hmm. that we're used to eat. So it's the density, the quantity. So otherwise it would make uh, not viable, financially viable to grow them. And
0: microgreens
2: is your
0: original. It's the first leaves that come up before the mature leaves. And that's hard to do because a lot of times those mature leaves are popping up right after. So you don't have that long of a window to harvest i
2: usually make analogy like comparing to a person growing up sometimes like people don't <laughs> like that comparison i do that from uh, like a biologist standpoint yeah. and plants yeah. just like us they have a life cycle mm-hmm. so I, I i think it does make sense to kind of compare to help out so i do have a five-year-old like we were talking mm-hmm. before right that time that very like early childhood doesn't it go so fast so same fast. thing with microgreens yes. right yes. so um, the microgreen is not the first stage, right? Mm-hmm. We have sprouts. So, microgreens are not sprouts. Okay. It's like yes. that's a mm-hmm. huge misconception. Mm-hmm. So, we do not harvest at the sprout stage. Mm-hmm. It go past the point, right? So, sprouts would be the newborn, and then the, the microgreen would be uh, the toddler. And exactly like you said so, the microgreen leaves are embryonic leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, usually there are just like two of them, two cotyledons, so most varieties have like that. And then soon after the first true leaf is start coming. So there is a period of time that you can still have that first true leaf coming and it's still the microgreen phase, but it very fast, the microgreen leaves, it will have fulfilled its purpose, which is to give nutrients to the plant so it can grow all by itself. And then you don't have a microwave, you cannot harvest anymore. So it's a very short window of time to harvest. It's so fascinating. It really is. Uh, Now, how long have you had your business? We launched in March 2021. So just over two years. Mm -hmm. Now, how did
0: you
1: and Nicole start your business relationship? So Karina and uh, Karina reached out to me after she saw a session that I did um, working with Danielle at Sketch and... um, So she started doing some pottery work and we had met and I have a passion for that as well. Mm -hmm. And I just always thought she was a very cool person who I would want to work with. So we did some work together and I wasn't expecting it, but Mm -hmm. I got a really good um, feedback from that. Karina reached out to me um, inquiring about my services, but I actually like to go in and meet the person connect with them, see where they work. I don't want to just take people's money. I want to find out is there a story for me to tell here? Do we connect? Uh because I feel like if we don't, I'm not gonna be able to tell the story that you need me to do for you. You gotta get really personal. I, I it's think it's a so. relationship. I wanna make sure if I'm doing it, I'm doing it right and I'm giving my client, well now I can call my friend, um, what they're looking for mm-hmm. and and I think talked for about an hour that day, going over her expectations and her hopes for what I could or what she was looking for, and we came up with a plan. And um, we spent a good chunk of time strategizing. And it just was like, okay, I think I think this is something for me. I I, I can definitely see myself moving forward and. You know, Karina trusted in me. I think she got a good sense of who I was and what I was hoping to do and took a chance with me. Mm-hmm. I think we just were really on the same page with how we wanted to deliver that.
0: What made you you guys decide that branding was the next step?
2: Of course, branding it was like part of the business plan since like uh, coming up with the, 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 the startup idea. At this moment in time, like our story from Nicole's standpoint starts when I reached out, but from my perspective mm-hmm. started way earlier uh, because I was looking for something specific and I couldn't find it because as I mentioned, yeah, there are a lot of strategy behind of like how to grow a brand, how to even build or come up with a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't even have a brand yet, right? It will become mm-hmm. a brand eventually if we get to that point. So we, we need to build a foundation. So we decided at this, startup phase and very early stage, we did not put a lot of investment into, for example, paid ads actually Mm -hmm. haven't done any paid marketing so far. It has, everything has been organic also because we need to figure out a lot of things from the operations and technology standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see a lot of opportunity for a small business specifically to Mm -hmm. use professionals like Nicole to push their brand and to grow their business because they will probably not have the budget to be aggressive in other, uh, in other ways. Mm-hmm. So I think one huge competitive, like advantage that small business have is their story. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the storytelling of a business is about their customers. And we already talked about that and it's mm-hmm. like our phase two that mm-hmm. is coming. But before telling the story of the most important person for Talisa, which is our customer, we did wanna share a little bit of our story because our customers care about that. And that's one thing that small business have that a big brand doesn't have. Mm-hmm. It's their like, it's the personal story, mm-hmm. right? They can't compete with that. And mm-hmm. that's the best part of a small business
0: is the fact that you develop a relationship with the owner, whether it be photography mm-hmm. or microgreens exactly. or anything, coffee. It's nice to know the owners, to know where the product has come from, and to hear the story is fascinating because then you, as a customer, you feel like you're part of that journey. So Mm -hmm. that's why I love the storytelling part Mm -hmm. is you are showing the journey.
1: There are so many incredibly talented people locally and beyond that um, do branding, but I... I wanted to figure out a way to set myself apart and also just stay true to what my style is and what speaks to me. And um, for the first time in my life, (laughs) I'm actually listening to what, you know, I, my soul desires. And it's just, once I gave myself permission to follow that, it just started opening up doors. I would love to even branch out to, you know, uh, makers, artists, Mm -hmm. anything that, like you said, like has a story to yes. tell something that has emotions, something that I can help bring like a malleable feel, like as if you're almost there and you can feel it.
2: There's two parts. Yes. From a, so from a branding, mm-hmm. as we were asking in the business. So yes, we did. We didn't want to jump into the storytelling. We did approach, um, before. Uh, you know finding out about uh Nicole like other businesses mm-hmm. um but we couldn't find our match because there are am- amazing professionals and mm-hmm. uh agencies oh, and sure. companies around but I was looking for something specific which was a, a storytelling from more like a documenting perspective because we're a startup and things are changing constantly and we want to be able also to document and see even 6 months you know, uh, or one year or how we started now. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to save those memories. So eventually, uh, you know, it won't be so personal, but when it's such a a small or a startup stage, it is personal. Mm -hmm. It's very personal. So your your business
0: is not only personal, it's unique. And it's a great idea to have the the documentary part of it to show people what it is. So people say, microgreens, well, what are those? Okay, well, we can look online and we can see that journey and see all the pictures. It does tell a story. Now, I do want to say that we do have a ton of amazing photographers in the Windsor-Essex County Mm -hmm. area and a ton of them that do various forms of branding, and they're all amazing and they're all Mm -hmm, wonderful. mm -hmm. But as a small business, you need to do your research and get to know them. Mm -hmm. And basically you need to not only find somebody that is going to enhance your business, but be your friend because being friends really helps you to get personal and to show inside not only yourself, but your business. And to trust.
2: Yes. A startup has tons of risk, Mm -hmm. not only financial risk, right? But it's a small business have a huge death Mm -hmm. right? right? And startups are even worse because it's something that has never been done before. So it's not like a small business that you or a regular business that have benchmark. So you don't know if it's going to work. So the way Al and I, my husband and I, we approach this is of course, we're, we work really hard to make it work and we really believe in what we're doing, but We're also practical in a way that we know it might not work or it might change. It -hmm. might be pivoted. We also wanted to keep that personal side of that adventure. Because if you're a startup founder, uh, but I think small business owners will relate to that as well. It's really hard. And most days are not... so like bright and sunny, we were talking about how sunny days make Mm -hmm. you happy. You go through a lot of hardships and Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't have a lot to hang on to and to, to make sense of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing that I do recommend as well, yes, of course there's like the branding, the storytelling to grow your business, to sell more. I did have expectation, but I didn't really expect that from her. I briefed her from that intention, but I never expected she would actually, or how she would deliver on that, which is this story. Like it's an adventure. Some people try to climb Mount Everest. We are trying to build this. Mm -hmm. We might succeed. We might not. Or even as a small business owner, you might be able to have a business for five, 10, 20 years, but it's still your adventure. It's still your story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, you wonder if it's even making sense or if it's, uh, the trade-off of everything that you're sacrificing, sometimes yeah. even from a family standpoint, it's making sense. So when Nicole sent us the full gallery and we looked at it, we were, we were able to make sense of it. Yeah. Like it made sense. And then being able to see that will have those memories. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that I do suggest people doing. Yes, of course, hire a photographer and you're going to get your ROI because mm-hmm. you're going to use that gallery to sell. Like, right of course use your cell phone but like there's no question you should invest in photography oh. or they shouldn't be questioning at this point for <laughs> sure yeah i mean uh, the investment is it, it pays off for sure but also from a personal side right yeah. uh it, it's an investment on your your story right like in the future we'll be able yeah. to look you know back regardless of the outcome exactly. of fortaleza exactly and look back at that like
1: i mean i i even had a conversation with a potential um, client today. And she said that she had spoken to several other people, but I was the first person that said, you know, before I accept your booking, I would love to have a conversation with you. Exactly. And she's like, well, most people just want, here's my invoice, my contract. What date do you want? Mm-hmm. We'll shoot A, B and C. That's fine for some people, but it's not fine for me like if we don't if we're not jiving yeah yeah it's just not going to work out and and there have been in, in a couple of instances where it hasn't worked out because yeah. we weren't on the same page and um, i'm just so grateful for the people that i have met in such a short period of time that i've mm-hmm. believed in my process
0: now how as a bus- as a small business owner how do you feel that these photographs have enhanced your business
2: we were building uh, on like our um, website um and we needed photos and yes there are things that you can social media day to day you can kind of document and share and Mm -hmm. using your own cell phone or even you even if you have a professional camera Mm -hmm. but it's not about the click right you're you both professionally it's not about that Mm -hmm. I can have a pot and like a pan and a spoon. I don't cook like my mother-in-law who is a chef, right? It's not Mm -hmm. about the tools. It's about knowing how to use it. So we needed that level Mm -hmm. because uh, that's what we're building. We're we're building something that, uh, you know, hopefully grow and uh, uh, bloom (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and, uh, be there, like even past our existence. So we wanted something to that level. So, of course, we needed the basics. So... Mm-hmm. not only the personal and the documentation, we also, when we briefed and that's another thing that I was surprised. We tried to work with a different company before and they just showed the day of the shoot and I didn't know what was happening. And it was like, Oh, this is very simple. We kind of felt very disrespected because it might be simple for them or they might see our businesses too small. It's not simple for me. Mm-hmm. I did expect a lot of more planning Mm -hmm. and i was able to do that nicole has not only her personality but she has a process like a system in place so she had this um we had a script for the day Mm -hmm. that helped me so much because i could i could help her as a photographer be having everything in place and Mm -hmm. so we both knew what to expect uh, even the way we had the, the vision board, right, on mm-hmm. Pinterest and sharing. So we mm-hmm. knew exactly uh, what we were trying to create together. Yeah. So in that briefing, yes, we did have, um, we knew um, that we needed photos for the About Us page. Photos for how we grow our, mm-hmm. our microgreens. So we wanted to share that, yeah. how we grow, uh, About Us, so who is growing your food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted for our homepage. Um, how we use them. So we had a specifically bullet points of what we wanted to bring. I don't know if it helps you to plan. It does. I mean, I think as much information you can
1: throw back and forth will only help tell a better story. You gave me those bullet points like you had said, but you still gave me that creative freedom. Now, how many have you done? of branding street. sessions. Yeah. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but cuz I know you just put out another one today. I just shot a couple more,
0: maybe a dozen so far. But it takes a lot of time for each person. Like how how
1: long does it take the process? <laughs> yes. So what I prefer if somebody wants to book, it's it's not like when is your next availability? Mm-hmm. We need weeks to plan. So how it works with me is I have a half a day storytelling session Mm -hmm. where it's kind of the meat and potatoes of what we need to tell. And then I have other options where it's like a one hour session. So as your business ebbs and flows and, you know, we've told a good chunk of your personal story, then you can have me come out. Whether you're having a special day or there's a new employee or you're pivoting your business in some way, shape or form, or you're going to be at an event and you want Mm -hmm. me to cover that, I can be there without having to break the bank every single time. And then I also have a subscription. So if somebody wants me quarterly, biannually, and then we can pre set up depending on the season of your business, we can think ahead. So I so, never
0: thought of Yeah. So in some of my
1: branding sessions, depending on what kind of business you have, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a maker, you're 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 creating things for summer, fall, Christmas, and so Um, you know, we have to shoot at the end of summer for your Christmas session. So booking in advance, putting a handle in on those days, allowing ourselves enough time to come up with how we want to photograph this Mm -hmm. is big. So by the time the session happens, it's just a fun day. Yeah it's just a fun day. We hang out, we do what we got to do. And, um, then I provide all the images on a digital gallery. And then, you know, there are some things that I do go over and above and do, but I won't share those with like, unless you're my client, but, <laughs> um, and then you, you do
0: product photography as well, if that's needed.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I'm building a studio in my backyard as we speak, which will be ready I, I'm not going to put a pinpoint on but likely July. Right? And so to keep in line with um, how I photograph the, the, the types of businesses that I'll be working mm-hmm. with, essentially, it'll be more so like an available light, natural light studio. I will have lighting. I want to keep as organic as I can yeah. to match what speaks to me and the people that I work with. So, yeah, so I'll have the opportunity to do some product work, you know, if Karina and I'll need some for their business moving forward, or even makers, pottery, jewelry, um, even like different forms of art, um, would all work well in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Um, taking portraiture, even just like, I love doing portraits of people and just seeing in their souls and yes. it, I call it so, the Annie
0: Leibovitz uh, that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I love Annie. I love I Annie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just going to, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something and it's going to be gonna amazing. Be it's my dream and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in that
0: space. Excellent. Yeah. Can't wait. And what about you? Uh, what is new with Orliza Farms?
2: So we are in the process, as a speak, also um, growing now, uh, uh, pun intended. So uh, <laughs> our first expansion, so we're expanding to the Waterloo region now. So we're gonna open our second farm. Oh my goodness. So we're not leaving. You know, when we You're started staying. saying about what we're yeah. we clothing, no, we're not leaving Windsor Essex. Mm-hmm. We're here to stay. We've built a lot here, even in as I said, in a prototype first location mm-hmm. that we're you know, MVP and figuring things out. Um, but now it's time to start growing. So we're opening a second farm. Waterloo region. So we start sharing about, um, bringing updates about that more, but hopefully in the next yeah, few weeks, months, we'll be able to start production. Uh, but when you're doing storytelling, that's dynamic, right? That's always changing. Even the season, because then you adapt your branding to now it's summer, even your social media mm-hmm. kind of changes your email marketing. That's another use. Um, I'm using a lot of the photos. So I do use for uh, social media, of course, but the main objective was the, the website. But I'm using a lot now for our email marketing as awesome. well. So that's one thing that we talked about. It just, we keep growing. So we want to keep mm-hmm. telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, now with the second location coming soon. So we want to keep telling the story. So that's another thing that is important. If you were looking for a branding, in my opinion, a branding, mm-hmm. like a storyteller, a photographer, because your story, what well, you keep change and keep evolving Mm -hmm. with the business. So if you can find someone that can actually continue with you in that sense, I, Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. Even for a planning perspective, now we don't need to takes so much time because we already know how to work together. So it makes everything like much easier and consistent. Exactly. Consistent
0: and quicker. And like you were saying earlier, before we started this, like money's tight realistically when you're a small business and you're just starting and you're trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. It's really good to invest in some good quality photography, say, maybe instead of doing advertising, because that is the perfect form of advertising. You're constantly being able to update your social media. You're, you have an amazing website out there. And to me, it shows that you are really, really committed to your business If you are going to take that time to form a relationship with a photographer and to have these amazing works of art created that they can be used for years. I mean, it's not just a one and done. Like you said, you can email and Mm -hmm. the the pictures, even the product photography. That's still going to be good in a couple of years from now. You don't have to go back and redo
1: things if you don't want to. And I mean, what I love about Karina too and working with her is I tend to find people who are super passionate about Mm -hmm. other businesses and just like everyone just wanting to lift each other up and help. Like if I'm not the right person, Mm -hmm. I know somebody that can exactly if, you know, Mm -hmm. and just keep the ball rolling. And I, you know, just from some connection opportunities that we've all had. And Mm -hmm. I did not know how close knit the business community is, uh, specifically as a woman, but in, in Windsor Essex until I went full time and really dove into this and it's awesome. Like I, you know, even with meeting you and your passion with Mm -hmm. small business and doing this and giving people voice to tell their stories, it's it's amazing. But
0: the funny thing is, is I'm doing this, but I'm also a photographer and I have a hard time remembering that (laughs) sometimes because I'm always going, look at her, look at Nicole, yeah.
1: but you know, we all have, we all have gifts and, and mm-hmm. things to offer. And you know, even this, uh, your studio is incredible. And I'm going to give a shout out to you because I've used it. It's yes. awesome. Super helpful. And I've reaped the benefits. Yes. Of I that. gave her some
2: microgreens oh. to take
1: home from that. Which yeah. Because even amazing. for that,
2: you were talking about a product photography, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically yeah. for food photography because into it now. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of research. Nowadays, if you have an e-com, you pretty much need three different types of, uh, um, or four. Uh, you can expand to four different types of product photography. And that goes beyond food photography. You need, mm-hmm. yeah, you still need that high quality, professionally taken, even with um, uh, that crisp background. That it, mm-hmm. So people can really zoom into the product and see the details. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also need, nowadays, is not, you can have just that. You also need product photography that has a little bit of composition, right? So yeah. people have inspiration mm-hmm. and that where the natural like light and mm-hmm. um, more nickel, like how the product is being used mm-hmm. to inspire people. Um, but it's still professionally taken, yes. right? There's yeah. still like you have the shadow coming from here and then and a little bit of the the plant and then the props and then and the, the, the different backdrops and then the, highlight and yeah. then the flowers. And you still need a professional, like if you don't have the time yourself and the, the, the knowledge, which I don't, um, I only have the vision and then thankfully <laughs> someone yeah. to execute. So though, even those two are completely mm-hmm. different. So you might still need, you know, come to a place that you have that very, like you stand alone, you need to, because you need that, those details, mm-hmm. right? You're buying a, a cloth online. You want to see the fabric, right? Exactly. So you want to be able to, yeah. you can do that by yourself. But then the one with a, a little bit of more plenty uh, or the one being used, which is the third type. Now people want to see that. OK, let's remove those two first are still professionally done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The third one, it's still professionally, but it's more like, OK, how does it look in like microgreens in your kitchen? Yeah. Yes. Right. And then the last one, then I, I would then unfortunately remove the photographer, which is user generated. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the photos that your customer sent to you from phone, And that's the UGC. Right. So and now um, you have all of those in your website because people want to see all of them. Yeah. They don't want to just see the not so good photo taken from a phone Mm -hmm. from a customer. They also want to see a photographer. So you need all of them I so that's why you. I think yeah. you have space for everyone yeah oh, for sure and and
1: also too I want to say that um you know I have a style you can you can see what that mm-hmm. is but I also have the technical aspect side of things like I'm I went to school for photography you know I'm familiar with lighting um and I can offer that if that's something that also is needed in the business
0: what about you, Karina? Are you guys just located in Kingsville, or do you do markets or
2: it's just right at your storefront? Yes. most customers get their microines delivered. So we have a subscription oh. program, so they get weekly or bi-weekly delivery. And that's the biggest like stream of uh, of sales come from our subscribers. Um, we do online orders. So mm-hmm. even if you don't want to be a subscriber, you can go online and order and get it delivered or pick up. We have the storefront, which opens six days a week, um, Monday to Saturday in Kingsville. Well, we did do the downtown Windsor farmer's market last year because we're, it was just the start of the business. We yeah. wanted to, to put the, the, the word out there, but we do have our location. We do offer the the home deliveries for the subscription. We don't even charge the deliveries. There's no extra cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a convenient way of getting the greens. So we do have a few partners now. Even we, we recently partnered with Liam Maria. So if you do get a Liam Maria subscription box, you can add oh, uh, nice. some of our That's varieties awesome. to your um, box as well and it's harvest same day because that's our motto and that's one of the reasons you can't really find us uh, Mm -hmm. in stores around because we want to give that freshness i was surprised how long it lasted when
0: you gave me a bunch because she had a ton of it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i actually gave half of it to my neighbor who had never tried microgreens and loved it and if you have family members that do not like vegetables Microgreens is the way to go because oh, I, totally. exactly. totally. I threw them on burgers. I threw them on burgers and smoothies.
1: You couldn't tell. Exactly. It. it was like this. Karina was generous enough to work out something with me where I did have a subscription for some time and right like my husband isn't a big greens person. Um most husbands are. I like, know, <laughs> right? There's like But kids. my daughter, she is the ultimate picky eater. And I would check those in her smoothies mm-hmm. and and she would ask for more. And it was incredible. I just, I'm actually going to revisit the idea of this (laughs) because I think if I can waste so much, like so much, I don't want to waste anything, but I know I can, if I can order something specific, then I think I might hop back on that because we had something worked out together, but I, I really do. It's been a few weeks. Mm. I did go away and I am craving them. Like now that I've incorporated them so much into my diet, I really miss having like the ease of just tossing them on anything. Mm-hmm. I make, I'm thinking in my head, what am I making for dinner tomorrow? Oh, microgreens would go really good with that. If I had them need to get back on that. It's just um, convenience, right? It's because super unfortunately
2: convenience, it's now attached to yeah. ultra process or junk food. That's not the meaning of convenience, right? Convenience is something just that it's easy to use in yeah. Microgreens, And that's how we got into microgreens because even though my husband is an agronomist engineer, he's from the industry, mm-hmm. uh, the, he's a specialist in control environment and agriculture. We only came up with the idea of specializing microgreens. We knew we would have a vertical farm and it would be indoor farm. Uh, so horticulture, but the decision of microgreens specifically came b- because we started eating them as a family because we were always busy as mm-hmm. two, like full-time, um, mm-hmm. as a full-time couple. But as you all know, we, then we had the kids and families. it's true what they say, like, yeah. go even like oh, crazier yeah. yes. and busier. And yes. my kid would eat amazing. Mm-hmm. I would like, she would have an amazing, colorful, healthy plate. But then we got ourselves like eating, like whatever we would find, mm-hmm. you know, because and usually, at least for us, that was what we observed. The first thing we would cut, and it's still true to this day now, now I have like an unlimited supply. <laughs> but yeah. the first thing we would cut is vegetables because yeah. it's it's easy to mm-hmm. get your protein and your carbs, mm-hmm. right? Like pasta, rice. It's easy. It's easy to cook. It's easy to get or a protein, right? Mm-hmm. But vegetables would be the first thing or leafy greens that we would cut because they involve a little bit more work. They don't last as long. Mm-hmm. You need to wash, chop, cook, right? So we noticed that after we had our kid, both working with a kid, that was the thing we cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when, because he's from the industry, so he learned way before most people did about microgreens. And then we started looking, as you said, like you can go to a grocery store. Most of them carry not a huge variety like yeah. us, but they carry like three, four varieties. And that's when we fell in love with microgreens. And that's why when we we decided to help Portilies, like, for sure, because if you help our family going back into healthy yeah. eating and sticking oh. to it, mm-hmm. it might help other people, and uh, yeah. it's proving to be true oh, for that sure. it's, it's really
1: know. ideal for um, well for everyone, but for busy people specifically. Busy people. Like I yeah. know for me, we uh, as a photographer and working weekends and working evenings, and you know, it's usually a grab and go.
0: Yeah,
1: and I I tend to like pre-plan already know what I'm gonna eat so that I can or incorporate these because they're so good. But you don't necessarily have to. Like Mm -hmm. exactly it's unlimited to what you like you have a burger, toss it on. You have a grilled cheese, toss it in. You have pasta, toss it on. You probably
2: went through that did you go through that those phases well when you started growing like you you would start pairing but then out of nowhere you just a put them in, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. And I actually have never grown microgreens. I oh, Those packets right. are still sitting there because the first year that I did Tracy's Garden, I had, a, it was just a finite amount in the South Windsor area. But then last year, it actually doubled and I went up to like over 300 customers. Oh, well, that's amazing. Oh, wow. And, but it was insane. I had no... I had no basement. I had a little walkway <laughs> to get to my washer yeah. and dryer okay. and I was so pooped out that- and farming even, is intense, right? It really is. <laughs> and <laughs> when it all has to come to a head at the exact same time
2: and it- Oh, but you should try, uh, grow, I because I, I you said lo- I was, know how to grow things mm, and uh, because honestly, if I was well, just I by myself- Well, I still have all those good.
0: packets, uh, the, the micrograin packets that I bought last year, And I never did use them and I have the lights, so I'm going to try them. You should, yes. I'm definitely, uh, I'm in Kingsville probably every other weekend we like go into the Beach House Grill in Kingsville for
2: breakfast on Saturdays. So I'm going to have to Stop by the store, talk to Al. Like we always say, Mm -hmm. we encourage people to grow their own food. Yes. At the end of the day, that would be ideal right yeah. you have but i can go food. to your store and pick it up we always say we're the second best option because even ourselves i have an agronomist engineer at huh? home. i don't have a <laughs> single not even a basil plant right now like people are busy right so we always say if yeah. you can not grow your food grow your food yeah it's the best way to go mm-hmm. we are the second best option now we are too busy we're here we'll yeah. always be here as perfect. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Uh, to, to deliver fresh greens because at the end of the day, it is a lot of work. You were mm-hmm. as a, a farmer, you know that it's, mm-hmm. it is it's a lot, a lot. Of work.
0: Both of you guys are amazing. And I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you. We can
1: reach Nicole. Uh, You can reach me by email, Nicole at Nicole Harris Photography. Um, My website is going to be um, out by the end of what are we in May? So the uh, by mid to end of June, Mm -hmm. Um, and there'll be call to action there. And you're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there'll be several different ways to get a hold of me.
2: Excellent. And you, Karina. Ortaliza, so it's uh, Ortaliza Farms is the handle for Facebook or Instagram. You can go to our website, Ortaliza.ca, and as we talked, see the beautiful, beautiful pictures, so, the beautiful, yeah, all like the pictures there uh, were taken by Nicole, so people can see. Well, thank you again. I really do thank appreciate both. Thank you, Trace, and I want to thank you again
0: for joining us for another episode of Waikiki in Bloom. My name is Tracy Martins. You all have a great day.